I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Obviously, a lot going on in the political realm right now. People are asking questions about what happened in Georgia and also who should be leading the Republican Party in a variety of roles. Well, right now we have House Majority Leader and possible next Speaker of the House, uh, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, on the line with us. And he also has a big announcement, which I want to get to first, about the vaccine mandate in the military. Congressman, appreciate you joining us, sir. Ah, Thanks for having me. I appreciate having the opportunity to be on. So what can you tell us about the status of the vaccine mandate for military service members, as there's a lot of back and forth right now with the NDAA funding authorization, etc. Yes. Now, we've got good news, finally. We, we've watched what this mandate has done. We, we've watched what Fauci has done to our nation, flip-flopping, trying to control. Well, they tried to control our military, too, and what has happened? Some of our very best have been kicked out. The Army is down 5,000 soldiers short because they can't meet their target for recruiting. They keep this mandate in there. Um, We won the election. I know Republicans lost in a lot of places, but in the House, we won the majority. I went down and I saw the president the other week. The NDA, the National Defense Authorization uh, Authorization Act, um, is up for renewal. And you know what happened? I told the president we wouldn't pass it unless we lifted this mandate. Um, I know the Secretary of Defense got mad at me. We had long discussions about this, but we just put the bill forth, and we're going to be able to lift the mandate off this. So no longer will the men and women be forced to take um, this vaccine. Well, that's certainly good news and a a step, uh, Congressman McCarthy, in in the right direction. I have a couple of questions about it. First off, I do have to ask, the Secretary of Defense really thinks – that the mandate for the vaccine that no one even argues stops the spread or is even useful beyond a perhaps 60-day window at best for for really almost anyone, he still thinks it's a good idea? Is he unable yeah. to read the studies, the data? Why would he think that? I, I don't know. You know, we have a number of doctors who serve in Congress. They send them a letter more than a month ago about lifting this giving all the statistics and actually showing that remember about the age of where, where this um, COVID affects. And remember if somebody has had it, the immune system, they're actually stronger in the process. He, they propose, why don't you have a blood test on everyone? And you see that none of these people have a problem. And you know what we're happening, especially for a number of those members for Congress, we're getting some of the best and brightest who want to go to the academies and then they're being denied. 
they're being denied because they won't be able to have vaccine. We're, we're seeing people that we have appointed that's gone through and done all the work to graduate and now trying to be denied. We're stopping all that. We're lifting it. The Secretary of Defense, I, I called him about a month ago and told him we need to lift this. He argued with me. Once I got the president on board, he called me again trying to tell me, no, he wanted to keep this. And I said, look, we make policy here. I guess you need to talk to the president about having him veto the NDA then because this is going to be in it. And look, this is just a small thing we're able to get why the Democrats are still in the majority. But this is what's coming on January 3rd. We're going to be able to work on so much more. We're going to be able to bring accountability. Um, I just left Jim Jordan. Now, below, think about him as chairman of judiciary or Jamie Comer and oversight. This is an opportunity for one for us to finally secure our border, get an economy that's strong, uh, but actually have a military that can do their job and stop the wokeism. Can I, can I ask you, uh, Congressman McCarthy, is there anything that you're planning to at least try to do? I know don't have the Senate and don't have the presidency, but the people who have already been separated from the military because of that vaccine mandate I believe, and we've been saying on the show, Clay and I agree vociferously, those individuals should be hired back, given yes. back pay, and no loss of, you know, they should they should get the rank that they would have had had they stayed in currently. This is exactly the discussion I had with the president as well, because the Secretary of Defense kind of fought me on it. I don't have the language I, I want completely, but this is the uniqueness. Win this portion now. We start already in January to make sure all that happens. I've got a lot of assurance about much of that happening. They put a little study language in it. It's not what I wanted, but this is one of the very first things we're working on because these people have been denied. And think of what they were able to do to defend our nation, the work that they did, the effort that they put in. And some of them on a religious basis was kicked out. That is wrong. So we want to reinstate all those that want to go back, and they should be able to go to the rank that they had the right reason to go to. We're speaking to House Majority Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy and Congressman. You know, there's a lot of of disappointment, and you're speaking to uh, an audience across the country that really feels that. You did point out that we did win the House, fortunately, not by what we had hoped or should have, in my opinion, but we did win control of the House, which is a step in the right direction. But as we're going into what is already now going to be a clear presidential election cycle with a lot of, and also congressional, uh, with a lot of interesting dynamics at play, there is a dissatisfaction that comes up a lot with, well, what about the people in charge and what about accountability? Um, names that get talked about are Ronna McDaniel at the RNC. I know there's an ongoing now uh, contest to see who will lead the RNC. Mitch McConnell in the Senate and you as House Majority Leader. You are the likeliest still to be Speaker of the House in the next Congress. Why are you the right guy? What do you say to people who have concerns that you haven't fought enough or that even if it's just a there needs to be accountability for underperformance for the GOP writ large? What do you say to those people? You know that's a debate we all should have. So I said, look at everybody based upon their merit. I've been leader for four years. In those four years, we've had two election cycles. In those two election cycles, they haven't been good for Republicans. They've lost seats in the Senate. They've lost seats in governors. They've lost the presidency. But do you know in those two cycles since I've been leader, we've only won seats. When everybody else lost, we won last time. We won this time. Do I want to win more? Yeah. Did we have higher Republican vote than Democrat did? Yeah, almost to the same measurement when you take those 107 million people who voted to the same of what it was in 2010, but we've had redistricting. It's more competitive. Did we win five seats on places that the Democrats, Biden actually won by more than 10 points? We beat the DCCC chair. That hasn't happened in 42 years. Both cycles we won in California picked up more seats. We won in Oregon. And look from one perspective. If I didn't fight enough, think from this one moment. What did you just find for the vaccine lift that we've been trying to do for more than two years? We just had that happen. Um, so, yeah, I think people should be should be held accountable. I think people should be charged on their merit. If you think someone's better that from winning the majority, laying out the agenda and the commitment to America, working with everybody on the floor – didn't support that person. But I, I believe you have primaries and you have generals. So I went before the entire conference after the election, won more than 85% of the conference vote. The one thing we cannot have happen here is we are the only line of defense. 
we are the only ones that have a majority. And the one thing I will tell everybody, they do not hand gavels out in small, medium, and large. They just hand one gavel. We have the same majority today that Nancy Pelosi has in the last Congress. And, and can I ask you, what are you going, we're speaking to House Majority Leader uh, McCarthy right now, everybody. What are you going to do with that majority? What is top of the Perfect agenda? Question. I just wanted to give you the floor to make the case to everybody. On the very first day, we're going to repeal the 87,000 IRS agents. We're going to go in and we're going to secure the border. How are we going to do that? I've already invited the president to go join, but we're going to move hearings down to the border to make sure we secure it. The next thing you're going to find is do we're going to make America energy independent, but not just energy independent where we grow our economy, lower our gas price. We want to make other countries dependent upon us. We're going to bring the supply chain back. I'm going to announce tomorrow the creation of the Select Committee on China. We're going to bring the supply chain back from China to America. You're going to see that parents have a say in their kids' education. No longer we're going to watch what's happening that's been going on. We're going to pass the Parents' Bill of Rights. And most importantly, you're going to find a government that's held accountable. We can't send one, uh, one subpoena out until we get this done. But if you watched the other day, I laid out very clearly, if you want to secure the border, we've got to start with the Secretary of Homeland. If my orchestra does not resign before January 3rd, we're going to start hearings and investigate what has gone on. There is no way he can look Americans in the eye and tell us that's secure. He is lying to us. And we will start that process on the very first day. Well, Congressman McCarthy and possibly Speaker McCarthy soon, uh, we hope you'll come back, talk to us again, and really lay out how that agenda is unrolled and how it's going in the new year because we really need some wins and if we're going to get them at the national level it's got to come from the house and if you're in leadership we're going to we're going to need you to do your absolute best sir we really appreciate you making the time coming on the show today and, and talking to us well, i appreciate you greatly look forward to coming back oh, and, uh, yeah and i have to say congratulations on the vaccine mandate because that is <laughs> that is a big win and we really down, do appreciate down, down. that. that's just the first win wait till we get sworn in it's all going to start to change excellent Kevin McCarthy, everybody. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate you. Books under the Christmas tree this holiday are a great gift idea, particularly if they're one or other of the uh, Tuttle Twins books series. They're not just books with whimsical stories. They're books with great messages that open up all kinds of discussions between you and your children. Some teachers and so many textbooks in schools focus on activism instead of education. These books counteract that. They protect kids from misguided ideas. Each of the Tuttle Twins books helps kids understand logic and the beauty of personal liberty. These simple books with pictures and thought-provoking stories make it easy for kids to understand. You can share these books with your kids, nieces, nephews, and grandchildren. It's a big thought, but you're able to introduce notions like smaller government, personal liberty, self-sufficiency, and entrepreneurship to the young ones in your life. It's so great, so easy. Go online right now to TuttleRadio.com to get these life-changing books for all the kids in your life. Get your order in soon to beat the holiday shipping deadline. Choose from all kinds of great books now available online at TuttleRadio.com. That's T-U-T-T-L-E Radio.com. One more time, TuttleRadio.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. 
For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. We got Dr. Marty McCary with us now of Johns Hopkins uh, University Medical School. He's been such an important voice of uh, sanity on COVID, COVID policies, and all the rest of it. Dr. McCary, appreciate you coming back. Good to be with you, Buck. Let's start with long COVID, um, because there's been some reports out recently of, hey, maybe long COVID, not really what we thought it was, but... I've also seen some people suggesting not even really a thing. What do we know? <laughs> well, people do get fatigued and feel a little tired weeks after they're sick, no matter what they're sick with. And what we're learning is that long COVID is not, does not happen in 20% of everybody with COVID, as the CDC warns us. But a study from the UK found it's about 3% of people when you look 12 weeks after they were sick. And another study that just came out found that if you came in with some upper respiratory infection, like the flu or RSV, that you had the same rate of long haul symptoms three months out as you did from COVID. So it tells us that this giant COVID industrial complex is something that the CDC and NIH are fixated on but it may be in part the medicalization of ordinary life. Now, we know you can lose your sense of smell a little bit longer, and we know some people get brain fog unique to COVID, but the, it's not like lightning that strikes people at a rate of one in five Americans, like the CDC says. So definitely exaggerated and also more in line with what people would see in other respiratory infections as well, right? So if you get a really bad case of flu, you might have some lingering symptoms. Um, Dr. McCary, I also want to ask you about uh, the Princeton University study that is getting a fair amount of attention right now on masking. What? It, first of all, is this a really good and serious and honest study, and what does it tell us? Yeah, it's a pretty good study. It basically says that when you're dealing with highly contagious viruses like COVID, that all the mitigation is basically postponing the inevitable. Now, maybe that made sense for a little bit when hospitals were overrun, but at this point, it's basically telling us that you can do everything you want and you're going to get COVID at some point in your lifetime. And that study did not even factor in something we call immunity debt, which means when your immune system is sheltered from being in lockdown and being isolated and wearing a mask, you're more susceptible. That's the theory of immunity debt. And that's why many people think we've got this massive epidemic of flu and RSV right going on right now. Yeah. So can you explain more on this one? Uh, you know, even my family in New York has gone through what feels like a, a few rounds. They've got a, 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 a there's a grandchild involved. My parents are elderly 
and and everyone's been getting sick multiple times this fall and, and going into winter all with upper respiratory infections what what is this immune uh, immunity debt concept again so the immunity uh, debt concept is says that when you're normally living your life your body and immune system are exposed to low levels of viruses and you build up some immunity even though you're not really sick or you have a minimal illness you get kind of a transient infection you hear people say that their wife had uh, uh, was sick, but they never got sick. Well, your immune system, though, did get beefed up a little bit because it was around it. So when you put people in lockdowns and isolate them and, you know, shut kids out of school and then put them all in masks, their immune system is not exposed to that low-level pathogen exposure. And the idea is the immune system weakens. And then when a, a virus really crops up, like it is right now with flu and RSV, you, they get hit really hard. Speaking to Dr. Marty McCary of uh, Johns Hopkins University Medical Center. And Dr. McCary, uh, the vaccine side effects that we for a long time, and this, this brings in the social media discussion, I think, as well. You weren't allowed to talk about vaccine side effects to share Data, certainly not to share personal anecdotes about any believed uh, vaccine side effects that a person may have had. What do we know about the vaccines and, and side effect profiles that they have now that we're more able to have that discussion and have more data than ever before? Well, we're learning a lot more. And one of those studies that is um, telling us what we've been missing has been from Germany, where they actually looked at people who died suddenly immediately after the vaccine. And in five autopsies, they found that the vaccine was the definitive cause of the death. These were people who didn't come to a hospital. They were found dead. And it tells us that dying from the vaccine is a real confirmed thing. Now, it's rare if you're super high risk and, you know, you have not had COVID in the past, it's worth it to get the vaccine to lower that risk. But when you're talking about a healthy child, or a 25-year-old athlete, that's when the risk-benefit ratio is really in question. Now, public health officials say, don't look at these nuances. Stop asking questions. Just everybody get it. We have to have a simple message in order for the dumb public to understand. That's literally what they said, and I documented it in a piece titled Why America Doesn't Trust the CDC in Newsweek. That's their philosophy. It's very paternalistic. But the reality is there is that, and is there anything, by the way, that makes you think that uh, the CDC is going to get better? Is there any any reason to believe that there'll be any effort to actually improve things? I think it's going to get worse because a lot of people in Washington are using their only solution to every problem. And that is give them more money, build up the bureaucracy. For example, the CDC has had a center for data forecasting. And then they added a whole nother center for data forecasting, bringing in some some big name people. So now we have two centers for data forecasting. They totally missed monkeypox. They totally missed RSV and the flu that were that are overrunning hospitals right now. So what do we do? Make a third center for data forecasting? I mean, this is the absurdity of throwing money at the CDC, which, by the way, could not even come up with a COVID tracker. It was one Johns Hopkins grad student who came up with the Johns Hopkins tracker at our university that did more work than 21,000 employees at the CDC. What What is the sense within the medical community in your mind right now that there should be some real introspection about groupthink, about uh, policy failures, getting things so wrong so many times over a two-year long period and and you know what is it going to take for people to feel like they can walk around and no longer be in the grip you know some people walk around they're still in the, in the grip of fear with regard to covid because their doctors are telling them to still be scared well doctors themselves are scared they're worried about their promotions they're worried about their nih funding they're worried about being seen as a pariah well you know a bunch of us don't care i don't care i don't care if i get fired I believe in speaking truth. Life is short. I've taken care of enough people at the end of life to know you got to speak your mind. But a lot of doctors reach out to me and they say, gosh, everything you're saying, I agree with. 
but I can't say anything. I'll get in trouble. My communications department will hound me. My professional society will expel me. The, the California Department of Health is taking away licenses if somebody disagrees with them. So unfortunately, I don't see how we're going to challenge the group think unless more doctors just speak openly and honestly. Dr. McCary, where can folks read your work again? I post my pieces on Twitter, and the piece in Newsweek is titled, Why America Does Not Trust the CDC. Dr. McCary, always appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much. Thanks, Buck. Uh, it, it is really shocking that we're still in this place, that we have to have these very basic conversations about covid and all the rest of it but what we've said one thing that's very clear what we've said all along here about uh masking is so when you, when you don't mask you get covid so even if you think masking works when you're masking you're not going to mask forever so what what really is the point and cloth masks don't work which the cdc has even admitted you know there are going to be long lines this time of year at the post office there's often a line at your local ups store as well packages are being shipped and no one knows that better than you, the operator of a retail business or an online store. Take a different approach and set yourself up with Stamps.com. This is the website that sets you up with 24-7 access to both the post office and UPS systems. In 10 minutes time today, you can set yourself up and be printing postage labels or requesting UPS service to pick up your packages. This really is the definition of a stress-free solution for every small business. Use the Stamps.com website to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer, and you've got that. When you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard in less than a minute's time. Shipping rates are constantly changing. Stamps.com has a program called Switch and Save. You can easily compare carriers and rates so you know you're getting the best deal every time. Save time, save money, and put more of your focus on selling gifts this holiday season. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code Clay and Buck for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts to sign. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code Clay and Buck. Second hour of Clay and Buckets going right now, everybody. Thanks for rolling with uh, with us here. I'm in solo today. Clay out. He's uh, spending some time with family back in tomorrow. Elon Musk fumes at San Francisco mayor after city opens investigation into Twitter headquarters. That is the headline right now. That is what I'm. Seeing here, and I've got to tell you, um, it is remarkable how thuggish the Democrats are willing to be. Nice Twitter you got there, Elon. Be a shame if something happened to it. The mayor of San Francisco is overseeing, well, I should say the apparatus of San Francisco is doing an investigation to look at whether... The company's headquarters, Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco, has set up some beds in offices for employees. And Elon Musk has pointed out in a tweet, So City of San Francisco attacks companies providing beds for tired employees instead of making sure kids are safe from fentanyl. Where are your priorities, London Breed, he asks. But see, this this is actually what the Democrat priorities are. Cleaning up the streets, making your children safe, making you safe in San Francisco and New York and name a major city. That is a secondary priority to harassing Twitter and making sure that it does not become the haven for free speech that Elon Musk is slowly but surely turning it into. That's something that, as we continue to watch this play out, they're just going to find more and more ways to bring about more pressure. For example, um, they've talked about the White House has brought up that they're watching Twitter closely. Why is the White House watching Twitter? In what world is the White House actually thinking that it is in its purview to do this? Right. Well, in the world of the most important single thing. Is making sure that 
the left has dominance of social media platforms, dominates the conversation online and can take action against anybody who stands athwart that. Right. Or who doesn't go along with that. So Elon knows that they're doing an investigation. Now, California labor law, everyone understands, is you've got a bunch of communist apparatchiks making sure that it's as impossible as possible for anybody to run and operate a business in California, which is why it's hemorrhaging people and going to continue to hemorrhage people because they've taken what was a Republican stronghold, gave us Ronald Reagan, everybody, a Republican stronghold until the 90s, and in the richest and most populous U.S. state, and they're just ruining it. They're ruining the place. Elon Musk should move Twitter's headquarters ASAP from San Francisco. That much of it is clear. Okay, Elon Musk should move it, and I think, I mean, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, a bunch of states that he should consider moving the headquarters and he's already cut the staff size by 85 percent so that's certainly a move in the right direction and it still functions really well isn't that amazing 85 if you told me that you just fired 85 percent of employees of, of mcdonald's for example i'd say well you're probably gonna have a lot of problems right you fire 85 percent of uh employees at disney you're gonna ah, that's probably not gonna work i mean you could get rid of some i'm sure but that's not that's a lot Twitter, it's no big deal because what it had become was effectively a place of of sinecure, a place of uh, privileged perch for elite libs to engage in woke politics and to suppress people that in any way disagreed with them and to take all the actions, which brings me to, of course, Elon Musk firing as well. A lot of Elon stuff going on. Elon Musk firing James Baker. No, not that James Baker. People have had to, you know, the other, that, that's a different James Baker. The James Baker, who was the senior counsel at the FBI and became deputy counsel of Twitter, it came out that this same individual who, while at the FBI, was overseeing aspects of the Russia collusion hoax. It was a massive hoax. It was used in the worst possible, uh, worst possible faith, worst possible violation of public trust as a weapon against the trump administration by deep state elements by De this is all fact people go oh, why are you talking about the deep state because i know because i worked in the cia i know the kind of people that rise in these institutions and how they become very cozy with those in power in the political and elected branches of government or parts of government and I understand that they view the usage of the bureaucracy as a tool of left-wing dominance as something that they absolutely should do. Absolutely. They think that they're saving the country, which, which brings me to not only do you have uh, Elon Musk firing Baker now, who was looking over the Twitter files, apparently. It's very strange. He, he was looking over the Twitter files before they were released last week. The story that the Democrat-aligned MSM still refuses, absolutely refuses, to spend any time on, right? But that story, as we know, is going to continue on. I believe Jack Dorsey, the former CEO of Twitter, has already said he wants Elon Musk to release all of the files, right? He wants Elon Musk to just put it all out there. And I think that that would be great. I do think that there's going to need to be at least some sifting through that occurs, right? Because heaven knows how much in the way of communications and things of that nature have been going on at, at Twitter that you could see that are completely irrelevant. But he fired this guy, and he's continuing to do what he said he would do all along. Elon Musk is draining the swamp of Twitter. And it's a great thing to see. And the people that went along with the uh, Hunter Biden laptop suppression. Keep in mind, there was that, what, 51, I think is always the, I forget the number, the 51 former intelligence professionals. Now that we know, Twitter knew there was no real justification for it whatsoever. They made one up. Twitter had been told by the FBI in advance that there was some kind of Russian disinformation coming. The FBI, after 
involving itself so egregiously in the 2016 election took the lesson that they need to involve themselves again in 2020. They just need to make sure there's a different outcome. That is what happened. Right. 2016, they got in there. James Comey. Oh, nobody would bring charges against Hillary. You're not the you're not the attorney general. What's the FBI director doing giving that speech? No, no person can justify that. No rationalization for that whatsoever could you have other than a partisan one. But after the total debacle of 2016, the FBI, the FISA warrants against Carter Page and the spying on Papadopoulos and all this craziness, the fabrication of evidence used in one of those FISA warrants, all the things that were done in that get Trump operation of Russia collusion, the FBI comes along in 2020. And what do they do? Try to find a way to get even more involved and this time make sure that they're actually going to have a Democrat as president. I don't know how else you can think the, the Hunter Biden laptop suppression story plays. Other than there are people for whom, remember, there, there's a lot going on here with the ways that this benefits individuals who engage in these, uh, in these soft coups, if you will. Notice that this guy Baker goes from being at the FBI as a senior lawyer there to going to Twitter. Uh, Vijaya Gotti uh, was making about $10 million a year as a senior lawyer at Twitter. So trust me, this guy Baker was making a whole heck of a lot of money. And it's really just all the giant self-licking ice cream cone of the apparatus. That's what you see. You do what you can inside of government to make sure that your side, Team Democrat, wins. Even to the point where people know about what you do, know that you had your hand on the scale for one side or the other. Then you come out and you get a great, a great job in the private sector, making millions of dollars, you know, maybe a book deal. Look at all the people. I remember when I was in the CIA, I remember as soon as as soon as I left, people were telling me, oh, you know, we, we don't we don't talk about anything that we did in the agency. And, you know, people don't really go on TV and. I was going on TV to talk about what was in the news. I wasn't saying, oh, well, this is what I did in the CIA. And I was an analyst. I was writing memos mostly. But uh, you see the CIA directors. I think there were five of them, former directors, including acting directors, who signed their names to that Hunter Biden laptop Russian disinformation lie. None of them are embarrassed. None of them have faced any adverse professional consequences as a result of it. Because they served their purpose. That was their mission. The mission was to lie to as many people as possible right before an election to make sure that Joe Biden would win that election. That was it. So it's not people would say to me, oh, they must be so embarrassed. They must hang their heads in shame. No, they're they're picking out yachts, my friends. They don't care. Because their job wasn't to tell you the truth. The job was to leverage their former roles in the government and to burn whatever credibility, whatever gravitas they have in service of the Democrat Party. And some of the people who did that have gone on to get even bigger, better jobs in the media, more influential, certainly a whole heck of a lot more money they made in the government. And the elimination now of uh, of this guy james baker from twitter is indicative of there's going to have to be a whole lot more cleanup that that occurs this is only at one of these social media platforms imagine if we got unfettered access to the internal communications at facebook at google before an election you would see things that would just make you realize we're operating in a world of funhouse mirrors it's not funny we're operating in a world where propaganda has become 24-7, constantly accessible, much more advanced than anything anything that could have even been considered before in the, uh, let's say, in the Soviet era. You see what goes on with Twitter and, and the way they set up, for example, the Trust and Safety Commission. You say it's as though they read 1984 and they didn't see Orwell's 1984 as a warning. It was a how-to guide, a lesson. Oh, let's call it the Trust and Safety Committee. And then let's have it put its thumb down on the scale for one side over the other. Let's help the Democrat left, which, as we know from COVID, without question, is the authoritarian ideology in America today. 
And let's let's do what we can to help them by lying to people about as much as we possibly can. Uh, and that's true on COVID. That's true on a range of issues. Certainly true on the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, think about this. We're still here and people are trying to tell you that it's not a big deal. Oh, OK. Let's just take a step back. Same media apparatus that thought unveiling the Billy Bush Trump tape about, you know, grabbing the ladies. That was going to cost Trump the presidency. That was a, a the most classic October surprise possible that went all the way deep in the archives of NBC. They were holding it. It was held for maximum impact. Of course, we know it didn't do anything. Trump ended up winning. They thought, though, that that would cost Trump the presidency and actually should have forced him to. Some were saying he should have dropped out, right? Oh, he should drop out. Maybe Michael Avenatti can be president. Not from his prison cell. Uh, They thought that would happen. A laptop that shows that Hunter Biden is selling access to Joe Biden in a corrupt influence peddling scheme. Not he he wasn't selling access to Finland, folks. I think this is important, too. He he wasn't selling uh, access or at least the perception of access to Joe Biden to Portugal. He was selling it to China. And to oligarchs in Ukraine, that's where the money was coming from. And that's what they didn't want people to think about and to figure out right before the election. Because as we know, you don't have to change a lot of minds. You only have to, you know, you swing 100,000 people on one of these stories and you swing the election. And Elon knows that, which is why he is finally getting us to a place of some transparency, some truth in all of this. You can imagine the Christmas morning scene, kids bounding down the stairs to see if Santa Claus has visited full of excitement. There's dad recording it all with a camcorder, capturing every moment. It's just one of a hundred special moments recorded with that video cam. All of those memories are still on videotapes, but there's no longer a VCR player to relive them. That's where Legacy Box helps. This Tennessee-based company digitally transfers everything into a format you can easily access and watch again over and over. They do it by hand so that the old videotape, Super 8 films, and whatever you send to Legacy Box are carefully handled. And they've done this for more than a million families already. Their service also makes a great Christmas gift. It's not just a box under the tree. It's a Legacy Box. Once you fill it full of old media, it takes all of three weeks to get it back, along with the digital files, and the results are priceless. Visit LegacyBox.com buck to take advantage of a great discount. Again, that's LegacyBox.com buck. For this sizable discount over the regular prices, LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. 
Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. No surprise, but do you know the number of abortions in states where it's deemed legal have increased since the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Sadly, unborn babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where Preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasound. When a mom in crisis hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives, and their network of clinics are located in the highest abortion states, standing strong for moms in crisis and the most vulnerable preborn babies. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. Preborn relies on donations from us. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck. Sponsored by Preboard. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. So that was FDR as today is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. 81 years ago, the attack on Pearl Harbor um, happened, uh, was conducted against this nation and brought about an, an unprecedented scale of military mobilization here at home. Uh, my own grandfather on my maternal side served on the USS Bataan. And he, which was a, an aircraft carrier in the early days of aircraft carriers. And he didn't talk about life in the Pacific theater very often at all. Occasionally he would relay stories. He went on, he was involved in construction and real estate later on in life and actually did a lot of charity work. Um, there's a foundation named for him, the Lawrence F. Hickey Foundation that helps uh, underprivileged children and, and he so he did a lot of that. He didn't speak very often about his time in the Pacific theater. But toward the very end, and I remember I, I came back from Afghanistan um, in my capacity as a as a CIA forward deployed CIA analyst. And I had gotten up with well, a lot of things you'd bring back carpets. Um, that was very obviously very common. I brought back some other souvenirs, uh, you know, these curved tribal knives, things like that. But I brought him a blanket. So I just remember sitting and, and listening to him. And his, this was his last, uh, his last years before he passed. And he would have this blanket ac across his knees, which I had gotten for him in, in Afghanistan. And occasionally out of nowhere, he would just start to say, you know, the, um, the kamikazes just kept coming. And I didn't sleep for a week. And I, I think he was at... I think his uh, aircraft carrier, I have to go back and check, was at Leyte Gulf. Uh, I think it was at uh, Battle of, uh, I think, I, have, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was in some, there were some major engagements that carrier was involved in, and his carrier was, I know, hit by kamikazes a few times, uh, a couple of times, I think, at least. And, and he would talk about it. It's just, it's something where today you think about how would we react as a country to something like that, uh, if that were to occur right now. I mean, you could say, well, 9-11, that's the closest thing we've had to it. Uh, but 9-11 was, I mean, 9-11, we had a lot of people that joined up to serve after that. We had our volunteer military in place when 9-11 happened. We didn't have a draft, right? We had a volunteer military, the finest fighting force in the history of the world that uh, was called to arms after 9-11. And I do wonder today if you did have a situation where there was a general call up, how would that how would that go? What would that look like? We know that the uh, the media, for example, spends a lot of time comparing the riot 
on January 6th where there were people taking selfies and some of them being escorted uh, in cordial and polite fashion by members of Capitol Hill police. Some of them, some of them obviously were breaking things and being violent, but others were just almost uh, doing a self-guided tour of the Capitol, trespassing, yes. Uh, but they compare that to Pearl Harbor in the media. They'll say it was like, and actually they'll say it's worse than Pearl Harbor. Uh, there is really a, a psychosis and a disconnect from reality that um, comes up now from the left, from the Democrats in this country. And I, I just don't think they're ready. I, I don't think that they can psychologically handle if we were ever to get into a big fight again. Uh, I think the blame America first chorus would be very loud from the left. I think we would run into a whole lot of problems. And I'll leave you with this. Uh, this is from Donald Stratton's book, All the Gallant Men. He wrote, uh, which is about his service in, in World War II. We were ordinary men. What was extraordinary was the country we loved. We loved who she was, what she stood for. We loved her for what she meant to us and for what she had given to us, even in those meager times he served on the uss arizona so my friends it's a time of of actual remembrance today and it's worth taking the moment to reflect on it uh, when we come back as you may have heard donald trump still getting another legal fusillade from the lunatic left they're coming at him on this uh trump organization thing Found him, found the organization guilty. We'll make sense of this. And we'll also look back at the election results from last night in Georgia with Herschel Walker and uh, Dr. Marty McCary will be with us for this new study on masks. Do they work? No, they do not. But we will discuss the details of it all coming up in the third hour. Stick around. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.